Hello and welcome to Life Uninhibited. I'm your host, Kristen Messagy. In this episode today, there are two parts. First half, I talk through my decision to close my Life Coaching for Sixes Facebook group. The thing I did not say in the interview that I want to make very clear here is the group content is just being archived. So it's still accessible. What is happening is that it won't be an open space where I will be posting and we won't be having any more conversations, but everything that has happened to date will still be in that group. The entire guide section, the years of content are not going anywhere. It just won't be an active place going forward. So I wanted to make sure I make that clear. Nothing is being lost. Please enjoy this interview today. It is fast paced. It is fun. And there's a lot of gems in here for sixes. So enjoy. Okay, sixes, I have such a fun interview for you today. Super fun for me. I cannot wait to talk to you today. This is Stephanie Spinelli, friend, client, colleague, just all the things. We're going to talk about decision making for sixes. Super simple, easy thing for us to do. (laughs) Big and small, all the things. Yeah. So before we dive in, Stephanie, hi. Thank you for being here. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm already laughing because you had to describe me as like friend, client, colleague, because as a true six, I couldn't just stay in your life as a client. I had to make my way in to other roles. I'm like, I had to really entrench myself and stick myself to you in all the ways. So yes, I I wear all those hats. Yes. (laughs) We talked about that actually in my group coaching program yesterday, like the different orientations to the perceived authority. And then, yes, totally. (laughs) So funny. Also, if you're willing to share this, I didn't ask you ahead of time. So when I reached out to you to ask you to do this, you said that your brain still says, do you remember? Oh yeah. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God, that's so funny. My brain was just telling me the other day that you can't stand me (laughs) (laughs) and that you you think I'm annoying and you know, (laughs) Oh, it's just, yes. Yes. It's just, I think it's, day. yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. It's always good for all sixes to hear. Like, yeah, all our brains just do that shit all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're not, we're no not getting in reality. Yes. We're not getting away from these things. We're just learning how to manage it. That's right. That's yeah. right. Okay. So I want to personally frame the decision-making conversation using the example of the decision to close my beloved Facebook group And I could not think of anyone better to have that conversation with because you were there from day one and not just there, but very engaged. We were talking every single day from the beginning. I was saying, I don't even know what those conversations are in there. So if we really wanted to laugh at ourselves someday, we could go back and see them. But you've not only been there, you've like been active in that group the whole time, which means we have known each other for over five years, which is crazy. Mind-boggling, yeah. Yeah, but I just, yeah, there's no one else. I was like, Stephanie, obviously, because you've just been such a huge part of that space and really helped me get it going by giving me the interaction and engagement. Because you know, when you open a Facebook group, there's no guarantee that anyone's going to actually talk 
No, I've failed at like three groups already. So I'm <laughs> every time I fail at being a group leader, I'm like, oh my God, like I, I it makes me value you even more. I'm like, Kristen really knows how to do it because not we don't all have that gift. So yeah, oh, I was well, in on the ground yeah. floor. Mm-hmm. And it's such an honor to to be here for that reason. Like, wow, I really earned my way in. So good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay. So in terms of decision making yes where should we start oh stephanie also we're going to get into it i think a little bit later but she's going to share a decision making framework with us because you're a coach too which you weren't at the beginning right the the beginning (laughs) okay we're gonna we're gonna call facebook group the beginning the the opening of it there was no life before that we just showed up yeah started existing as humans but truly, I had no self-awareness. It really was the dawn of my, <laughs> it was the dawn of everything for me. Now, I had a little self-awareness. That's how I knew I found you in another sixth group. I'm pretty sure it was another sixth group. We're like, hey, I can help you. And I'm starting a group. Yeah. And I was so desperate for help and like flailing that I was like, yes, you know, and followed you. Um, yeah. So I actually would love to ask you, when you started the group, like, I know we never know what's actually going to happen. But were you armed with some plan? Did you have some kind of plan of what you were going to do, how you were going to run it? That's a great question. (laughs) Um, Okay. Did I have a plan? I did not have a plan. I was like, open the group and start talking about things. Well, I opened the group before I was certified. So my thought was, I have time. I have time to figure out what I'm doing before I ever ask anyone in here to work with me. Yeah. So I guess okay. in terms of plan, you could say, my plan was I'm going to go get certified as a coach and then I will start having different conversations. And so in the interim, I'll just be having conversations. And so I guess, yeah, I guess that was my plan. Amazing. It, I love really that. really like a hope for the best. I mean, I had no yeah. idea. Plus, plus I'm a little bit controlling and I just, <laughs> just very much felt like I could do a better job than the other groups I was in because they didn't feel well, led to me. No, yeah, no. I mean, it's true though. You did do a better job. Like yeah. your, your group is the group for sixes. What well, was. <laughs> right. It's a shame that it's... <laughs> Which we're going to talk about. But the reason is I really did feel so uncomfortable. And this gets to my whole deal with like community in general. I feel very uncomfortable if I don't feel like there's a a structure or a strong leadership component. And to me, like sixes just kind of run wild. It it doesn't feel good to me. We can be kind of hard on each other. I don't know. I just didn't like it. No, no, that's that's fascinating because I think that's probably why you became so great at it. I'm getting something from this right now in real okay. time. Yeah, because I'm like, no wonder I fail at groups because I resist that. Oh, <laughs> I mostly resist that. Yes, like, yes. Unless you prove yourself to be a strong leader right off the bat, and someone in your group actually said this the other day. Similarly, like she's like. If someone proves himself, I'm all in. But then the second they mess it up, I'm done. Totally. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, same. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, but way more, I'm very quick to be done. You know, like I kind of start off done. <laughs> Wait, in your I, own self. Yeah, like I'm so counterphobic <sighs> and like resistant to authority that I kind yes. of start off with that like chip on my shoulder of like, 
you know, you have to overcome this. And then if you do, Mm -hmm. I'm yours forever. But if you don't, I was already done with you. Like you never had me to begin with. So I I realize now that's probably why I have not done well at leading groups because of that relationship to authority. Yeah. It's also so interesting. It really makes me question my life choices when I start to talk about sixes and their relationship to authority. I'm like, what am I doing with my life? (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Well, you wouldn't be a six if it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so funny to me that I'm like, I can do that. Even though it's like the most, co- it's just, I crack myself up in that way. I honestly think not to like get into a whole instincts deep dive, but I think it's because I'm self-preservation blind that I can do things like that and just have this like blind sense that is very unsexy, but like, yes. I, I can figure that out. Yeah. I can do that. And then I find myself in situations that I'm having to figure out. Whereas <laughs> many sixes keep, they just do a lot more self-protection on the front end. Yeah. yeah. For, you know, obviously we could argue that either way, pluses and minuses to all of our strategies. Yeah. 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 Okay. So in, uh, in that vein, I, if I could ask you another question, because I'm curious about this. So that's how you started the group, mm-hmm. but then, because I would love to normalize this for other sixes is my hope in asking this. Did it ever get to the point where you were comfortable and you felt like you had it in the bag or was there always some anxiety mm. around running the group? And now it's like, you'll finally not have that, when, you know, in closing the group. That's a great question. I would say that I got the most comfortable in the last year because I finally, finally set down the idea that I had to prove myself as a coach in the comment section. Mm. Yeah, that's big. For the first f- four years, I've, in my mind, every comment had to be, first of all, that it had to be coaching is bananas to me now on where I'm at in my life and business. Like people don't want to be coached without permission. They don't actually know what they're coming in for, all of that stuff. And I like to think I was sensitive, but who who knows? No, no, you always nailed it. You were very, you were always very good at. In fact, I asked you, "How do you do that?" When I was trying to start oh, a group, like, that's true. how do you do that in the comments? Like, and yeah. I think you mastered it. Thank so, you. But so, I did overwork it, and I finally set that down and started yeah. really just trusting people more in the group. And to be clear, it was work to get there. Right. Oh my like gosh. You, you were getting coached on it a lot, and if you put in a lot of work, it didn't just happen. You know as you were going along? Um, so much work. So much work. I've just always worked so hard in that group. One of the things that my coach said years ago was, what if you treat that group like everyone who was in there paid to be in there? That was mm. a huge shift for me. And that was actually when it really started to become a place where people were reaching out to me for help. So that was a huge shift in like treat the group as if all these people paid to be here, even though they didn't. Like, how's that going to impact my showing up? That was huge. I felt a lot more responsibility and a lot more care, but it was a good thing as opposed to the general anxiety provoking over responsibility that is so available. Yeah. So then I think I'm just going to jump into why am I closing this amazing space? Because it's been an incredible (laughs) space for me personally, for my business, for I know just a ton of sixes who have never worked with me at all, uh, which 
that part's really humbling. It's also like more, not more meaningful, but like to help people who don't ever hire you is, uh, I mean, you do it too. I don't know. Does it feel different? It feels, there's something really special about it. Um, I definitely feel like it, it keeps me going, yeah. you know, and, and certainly any coach that doesn't consistently get clients, it, it can keep them going, you know, oh, that yeah, they're yeah. out there being helped, whether they're paying you or not. And that's really the goal when you're, when you're putting content out there is that you're helping everybody. It really, really is. And that can be a blessing and a burden too, right? Cause that mm-hmm, can feel mm-hmm. great. But then if you feel like that's not happening, especially because we're so others oriented, yeah. Oh, because this is probably the biggest thing I learned over the course of the group. Yeah, this is it. How to just put stuff out and trust that it's going to help at least one person. We all get that kind of advice as content putter outers. It's very hard for that to actually land. It was for me, I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. But to really get to the point where this is what was present for me today. This is what I'm putting out there. I trust that it has value somewhere. To finally get there helped me have so many less uh, anxiety spikes around yes. the group, which were yeah. constant. They were every day. And I, I really want people to hear that. Like I was afraid in that space every single day. Yeah. So it's not that it, it gets easier. It's that your relationship to thinking that it should be anything different than what it is. Yes. <laughs> that helps. Yes. And then also over time, really growing, really totally transforming my nervous system, learning to stay with, feel all the feelings, let them exist in my body, more so in the group space, even than my actual coaching changed my nervous system. It's fundamentally different now. Yes. I am fundamentally a calmer, more regulated human. Not that I don't do all the 60 things. But the lasting, the time lapse and the frequency, they're just less. I run at a different frequency now, which is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very valuable. Yeah. yeah and you know, That's I'm right. a believer too in coaching that I just think it's a spiritual principle that we really don't take people farther than we have gone. So that keeps me really And I think just being a six and being so responsible, it's like, I practice everything I preach. Yes. Like we cannot be frauds. Like, oh no, 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 No. (laughs) not an option. It's not an option. No, it, 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 yeah, you said it. It's not an option. Yeah. We'll go above and beyond to ensure beyond the shadow of a doubt. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That we practice what we preach. Yes. Yeah. And that has impact. I'm like, I'm not going to talk to someone or coach someone around something that I haven't personally, not that the situation is the same, of course, but in terms of the techniques and the questioning and all that, like I have done all that. Yes. I've gone through all of the, uh, I was going to say rings of fire, but I think that's an inappropriate. That's totally what I was thinking too. No, that like, we've really, you know, I'll put myself through the fire before I, I mean, I certainly would not tell you to do it or encourage you to do it if I haven't done it myself. And yeah, yeah, same. Like I wouldn't coach you to any result that I wasn't so confident in. Right. So in terms of the decision to close it, I actually have been thinking about it for about a year. Of course I have. How sexy. But I started to have the inkling because here's what happened. My emotional state toward the group changed and I couldn't turn it back. Mm. Normally, if I put on a different framework or, you know, like my coach was like, think of it this way. I tried everything that I have available to me 
I could not get myself back in a place of feeling excited and happy to be there. I was experiencing emotions that I just don't love to have in spaces I'm serving. Yes. And so I started to know that the relationship with that space was complete. Yes. And then I started to panic. Yes. Like panic. (laughs) Just hold on. This this whole thing is so sexy. It's like, let me hear this back to you. Yeah. So I had an inkling of a thing. I tried every possible way I could think of (laughs) first before I would listen to the inkling. Yes. And then when I finally gave in to listening to it, I panicked. It's just like, yes, this is exactly how it goes. That's exactly how it goes. Okay. I'm so glad you reframed that because that's exactly what happened. I mean, I've been coached around this. I don't even know how many times, so many times. Yeah. Like, I think I'm ready to discuss it. And so every time I got coaching, coaching more was revealed on why I was so resistant. And this is the other thing I want to just kind of like open it up to share. One, of course, the loyalty piece. I mean, that was the first thing. People are going to think that I'm abandoning them, that I'm terrible. You know, people are going to think all the bad things about me. Obviously, that was the first stopper. Then fears about my business, right? Why would you close, like, why would you shut down uh, basically like a storefront. Yes. Why would you do that? Um, but then when I, the most recent bout of coaching I got around this really revealed my fear in people saying the nice things, which mm-hmm. is that's what's been happening. And I'm handling it okay because I was prepared for it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know. I'm curious actually how this is for you. I do want people to say nice things about me, but like, don't say nice things about me also. (laughs) And for sure, publicly, holy crap. Like I just like melt into a puddle of, it's so uncomfortable. Um, But I also want to honor like all the real stuff that's gone on in there for so long. Like I really want to be present to it, but it's like, if someone does come in and say something mean, like that's actually going to be fine. This part is actually what's harder and it's not the part I was thinking about. Right. How is that that for you when you get praise? Well, yeah, I've had to do a lot of work on receiving. Yeah. Receiving praise. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That's been one of my personal things, right? So this isn't going to apply to everyone, but I've had to do a lot of work around that because I was in a space in my life where I, I recognized that the reason why I was where I was, which was unhappy and dissatisfied with life and frustrated was because I was pushing back against anything good coming in. (laughs) Like, of course, nothing. I want all these great things. Will I actually let people give them to me? Oh, no, no, I won't do that. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm so glad you said that exactly how you said that. That is so sexy. Yeah. I mean, we're all going to have different stories and experiences with that. But yes, that is so true. It's like, I just want to feel peace. And then every time I feel peace, I panic because I'm like, for the, you know, what's going to come steal my peace. Yes, exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like you have to train yourself to, to lean into it. Like, let that be your cue. Yeah. Oh, like I'm feeling good. Let me lean into it. It's so scary. It's so scary to let ourselves lean all the way in and expand all the way in to receiving vulnerable. Yeah. And yes, that's what it is. It's vulnerability. Um, so, you know, I'm into astrology and I know that part of this is my astrology. Like I have a Leo moon. And so I have a a deep need to be seen and 
not like worshipped, but appreciated. Totally. <laughs> Let's say appreciate, you know, I have a very deep need for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I realized that, so I have to let it happen then. And I have oh. to get more comfortable with letting that in, letting it happen, putting myself up in that position yeah. to be seen. You know, yeah, it's very barfy. So to borrow one of your favorite words. Oh, it's, it's beautiful though. Well, and knowing you, it's like, yes, you are supposed to be seen. And it, like, it just yeah. makes so much sense. Okay. What else? Okay. So all, so now I'm in it. Now I'm in the process of closing the group. It is really difficult. What I'm watching for is my brain totally turning on my decision. Cause that's the other thing that happens. And maybe this will come up in your framework, but four sixes supporting the version of you that made the decision. Once it is playing out, I can't emphasize enough because knowing that most likely your brain will turn on you. Yeah. Knowing that's coming is, I mean, the importance of it just can't be overstated. And you can work with those patterns. You can know they exist and not just be like bowled over by them left and right. Right. And think that you can't make decisions until your patterns are different. Right. So that's right. what I'm watching. And it started to happen last night. It was like, <laughs> you are the dumbest. Why are you? And I was just like, okay, here, here it is. Yeah. Oh, hi. <laughs> I will say part of what, when it finally made sense, and this was not in place even four months ago, was the podcast. Because I didn't quite have another space that I really felt was sort of commensurate in terms of... yes. All the things. So once yeah, the podcast like putting was, your voice out yeah. and helping all the people and yes. it being easily accessible for them. Yeah. Yeah. The podcast checks all those boxes. Yeah. And so you could use it in place of the group. So, so it was like uh even though there's still uncertainty, it was like I was able to grab onto a new vine as I let yes. go of yes. Yeah. Yes, which I feel like is another sixty thing, like having another platform to jump to before. Yeah, just yes. getting into the abyss, like making sure that there's something else. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's not a complete jump into uncertainty. There was, this was here, creating stability, which also lets me give myself a break for how long it's taken me to get here. It's like there was a part of my actual knowing that was kind of like, well, you don't feel as good here, but it's not quite time yet. Right. As opposed to just like, throwing myself under the sexy bus and being like, I knew I wanted to, but I didn't do it forever. It's like, no, there was a piece that was like, you're not, it's not quite time. Yeah. So just totally. kind of stay. And the other thing I've learned about myself, I cannot give myself to multiple spaces. And it's incredibly important to me to be as present as possible. And I just don't have endless amounts of presence, but that feels bad to say, right? There's a should in there. Well, you should just be able to, but I see the should, Uh, but I've really learned that. I just don't have, I don't have great executive functioning. I know that's something you've come to terms with recently as well. It's just, I got to do what I can do. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's like, oh, I'm human and I have limits. (laughs) I can't actually do everything. And I tend to sign up for way more than I can handle at any given time. And then, you know, yeah. That's, and then that's feel frustrated 
resentful. Yes. Put upon. Um, yes. Those to me are the emotions that clue me in that I'm yes. missing something. Yes. Yep. Yep. Mine are questioning my life choices. <laughs> if I find myself, because it always happens when I've dug myself deep into the thousand tasks that I signed up for. And then I'm like, oh my God, I can't actually do this. Like yeah. I'm exhausted and running myself into the ground. Then my brain starts questioning my life choices. And I finally realize that's my cue. <laughs> that's just yeah. my cue that I need to rest and reset. That's it. You know, like I don't actually need to question my life choices. You know what I mean? I so know what you mean. It's, I mean, this I think is such a core teaching, right? Not every, okay, how do I want to say this? Sometimes our negative emotion that we just want to argue with and wish weren't there, these are the best cues for ourselves about ourselves. As yes. sixes, we tend to zoop, either just beat ourselves up or turn that light outward and yes. start blaming, criticizing, you know, wishing yes. everybody was different, yes. controlling, yes. et cetera, et cetera. But we can, like, for me, I really know frustration and resentment. I better, I something's got to give for me. Right. That right. is, I have, I am overgiving somewhere. Yes. Overgiving. It's on me to get that energy back and figure it out. And that's what absolutely part of right. Yeah. has been. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, so I commend you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> can you receive that? <laughs> I can receive it because I know this is another thing about compliments for sixes. I think once we get a better sense of ourselves, I think they they're they land. I mean, yes. To me, that whole, like, I can't receive compliments is because they bounce off of a self-concept that doesn't believe that thing. Right. So, yeah. Absolutely I right. I've worked my ass off to get here. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Who knows That's how right. much coaching, like, yeah, it's been a real, it's just been a real journey. Um, okay. Thank you for letting me, helping me talk that through. My pleasure. It's also the kind of thing where... I don't know. It's like you want you. I'm going to speak for myself and you can tell me if this applies. I want the journey to get somewhere validated, right? It's like, it's not even about the choice. It's about this was so hard for me and blah, 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 which I feel is sexy. Do you relate to that? Same more. Like, okay, like how difficult it was. I needed to be validated that I put the yeah. work in. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Like I want my journey and how to, hard something to mean is something. to mean something. Yeah. Oh, to yes. not just be like, oh, I'm just a six who can't, you know, make decisions. Oh yeah. No, no, no. Everything's okay. Oh no. I'm a big believer in like, it all happens for a reason. And I, and I know that there are people that come that feel the complete opposite. Like, no, yeah. it's all meaningless. We're all, it's all just random. And yeah. I'm like, listen, if that works for you, great, do it. <laughs> but I need to believe that it's all happening for a reason. Totally. <laughs> you know? terrifying to think that it's not like what does that mean oh my god now now i'm really in the abyss like no it's all happening for a reason it all has a meaning it's all yes. for my hood and that's how i sleep at night and that's what <laughs> yeah that's what helps me <laughs> which i mean yeah we all just have the belief systems that work for us yeah you have like, to that is one that i yeah. also like sometimes i don't use it i think one of the things do you find this with your clients it's like really learning how much we're run by our belief systems is such like an egoic slap in the face because they're unconscious. Mm -hmm. They're not conscious. Mm -hmm. And yet they are running us. This is not the topic of the day, but do you find that there's like an ego hit 
when people kind of realize, oh, I'm just sort of acting unconsciously in my life. Do you yes, find that? I do. Um, and I'm just grateful for it at this point. I mean, in the beginning, it was harder for sure. Yeah. Um, because it led to the dreaded, you know, oh, we have a difference in opinion and now it's weird and awkward. You know, I didn't know how to handle that. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but now um, it's fine. I embrace it. And yeah, I can, I can deal with it now. So it's good. It's humbling. I, I can appreciate being humbled now. I was never able to be humbled before. It was very Same. difficult. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, thank God. Good. Take me down a peg. Because sometimes I know I can woo get up there. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah, yeah. That is so relatable. I When I think about that, I think of also something I learned to do in the group was just be softer and less managey. Like right. really, actually buying into my own belief that I don't yes. actually know what's best for people. And that actually makes me a better coach, like significantly better. Yes. But yes. that's kind of like lip service. It was for me for a while. And then really, really, really buying in. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What if people actually really do know for themselves? Yes. I think as a coach for sixes, me going on that actual journey has been really good for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's grown you a lot. <laughs> oh, it's grown me immensely. But I just think about the different energetic, the different energetics that I bring to sessions when I genuinely show up with, I don't know what's best for you, but you do. That is something yeah. I thought I was bringing for a very long time. I just don't know that I was. Yeah. Because yeah, I think I, I was you. still really hanging out in this, but I kind of do No, for me and for you. Yeah. And so to open up that feels, um, it's just a really different energetic space to live in. It allows me to be humbled for sure, but allows me to act more humbly, which I'm not great at. Yeah. <laughs> really? I think, I think you act very humbly. Oh, see, yeah, no. I mean, I think I have gotten there, but when you're that fear driven, it's very hard to be humble because that requires a lot of openness. Yes. You have to release so much rigidity. Yes. To really think you don't know best. Yes. Yeah. That's very interesting. I think um, where I've landed with that is that I stand pretty strongly on the certain things that I do believe. Yeah. I, I just make sure I make that very clear in, in you my messaging. It. Yes. You know, yes. like, like this is where I stand because I don't want, if it does slip out, because we do have a bias, like we're human. Oh, yeah. And if it, if it, you know, if, if I'm giving that energy, I don't want it to be like, oh, I didn't know you were that way. I want it to totally. be like, no, this is the way I am. And this is what I believe. And at the same time, I also believe that, you know, what's best for you. And I'm yes. here for that. And I, and I'm here to support you through you finding what's best for you. Yes. Like, I'm going to ask you the questions that help you figure that out. That's you know, right. I'm definitely not looking to overwrite your intuition or anything like that. Which, which to me is a certain growth for sixes because really because we have such a hard time validating our own sense of things. Like I, I didn't know what my own sense of things was. I, I right. didn't even know. If you would have asked me five years ago, what are my values? I would have been like, what is that? What's what a value? Exactly. Yeah. Like, who am I? I don't know. Like I, I, I had yes. an identity. I was just kind of like in the ocean. I don't even know. <laughs> which is why we're you know? so often just looking at like, what is right, which is another place I got stuck with the group yes. for so long. Yes. It's like, what's the right decision? Right. Like Kristen, right. 
This is your creation. This is your decision. There was <laughs> there was some desperate moments of like, but can't someone just tell me what <laughs> I the know. right thing yeah. to do is? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. I want to make sure we have time for you to take us through, um, assuming this is something you do with your clients, like a decision-making framework. Yeah. Yeah. This is a perfect segue. Yes. So how do we make decisions as sixes? Um, I mean, I don't coach sixes exclusively, so I'm not, I'm not saying this is for sixes in that sense, but to your people that are listening, this is what I teach and preach and live by. My framework, so I do look at it as a framework. It's helpful for us to feel like we're operating within a framework and that we're not just like, you know, just doing whatever I feel like, right? Like I love that. We, yep. we need some structure. There has to be some little structure there. So my structure is basically, I do take into account astrology and human design. Um, and the reason for that is because I feel like if I can show you the parts of you that were built in, mm-hmm. It's really an invitation to release all judgment about that and stop resisting it. Like, let yourself just be who you are, who you were born to be, you know, yep. wired in that sense. Energetic. I just want to pause real quick. So you said astrology and you also said human design. I also yes. personally love human design. I want to, any of you who are listening, it's a fantastic framework. It's also a abyss of information. And yes. Yes. I resisted human design for a long time. Cause I knew I was like, that's a time suck right there. Yeah. But I, I agree with Stephanie. It's a fantastic system. A, it's a system. Yeah. Yeah. That is really unshaming. I totally agree. Yes. 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 And so that's the value in it. I mean, I, I love all yeah. systems for that reason. Like anything that's going to help you judge yourself less is yeah. immensely valuable because we spend way too much time doing that when we could be doing other useful things. And the Enneagram Um, is not that. I have to work very hard to not shame with the Enneagram. It is constructed very differently. Yeah. Well, those Ennea thoughts, that's why sometimes I have to laugh at how harsh they are. Like, I just laugh now. Like, before I would be, like, you know, getting all hurt about it. And now I just laugh, like, damn, Ennea thought. It's it's only because you've, yeah, come to some acceptance of those pieces. They're very hard. This is another reason I'm like, I got to do something different because this is is tough stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Mm-hmm. This is a gut punch every morning mm-hmm. at 6 a.m., you know? Um, so, yeah, so that that's the thing I do first. You don't have to do that, but, right. you know, if that's where you wanted to start, that's great. So first, that. then the next thing is once we stop judging ourselves, <laughs> the next thing is check, check. Once we're setting, up, um, setting up our values and standards, like identifying them. Yep. Okay. Totally. What are your values? What are your standards? What are your standards for how you operate, how you want to operate for your relationships? What will you not allow? And of course, this also is a window into what we will not allow in our own relationship with ourselves. How do you, I'm curious about the standards part. I do values work with everyone, but how do you, what's the difference between a value and a standard? Just give me an example of like two standards. Okay. Um, so I value freedom. And so a standard in my relationships is that I would not tolerate anything that makes me feel not free. Okay. So, (laughs) you know, free to be myself. Yeah. So your standards, maybe not directly, but like support your values. Yes. Like these are like the behaviors. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I like that. And and so, you know, similar to boundaries, it's kind of like, you know, I won't stay in a space that impedes upon my values. I love that. Okay. So it's good to identify your values because I think at first, 
like when if you first look at a list of values, it's like, oh, I want all of those things. Right. But when you really question it, if you really go down the list, you're going to see some stand out way more than others. Totally. And so those can be kind of pillars for you yeah. to check yourself against mm-hmm. to make sure that you're not acting against your values, you totally. know, in order to people please, which obviously we're very prone to do or at risk very, of doing. Yep. That's exactly right. So before, maybe before you have any self-awareness around this, you don't realize that so much of your decision-making is hinged upon what the other person thinks and what's going to make them happy. And you're compromising. So you're constantly compromising yourself and compromising your values and what you believe in. You don't even have a sense of that. You don't have an identity. So what the hell do you even know? That's That's why like we're so pulled in every direction trying to please people. And so that's why this work is so, so life-changing. So anyway, yeah. so coming back to it, so the values and standards, identifying those. So now you have a set list, okay, to write down. And it's very important to have this written somewhere. Because oh no, I have my values literally right in front oh, of yes. me at all times. <laughs> I just, yeah, here they are, here they because are. Because otherwise, you know, when you're in the throes of ne- negative emotion, like it all goes right out the window. Like you, you won't right. remember any of it. So it's good to have it written to ground you back into this is what I really think when I'm not feeling like crap. This is what know? I was saying a bit ago about like learning to support the person of you who made the decision. Yes. The person of you, the version of you that made yes. the decision, right? Yes. So if we have yes. our values and our standards and we make a decision, when the discomfort comes and the brain attacks, it's like I stand by Yes. What I know about me when I'm not in this state. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So knowing how to have your own back. Right. Yep. And so that is the goal of all of this. Okay. This is how I look at the goal of decision making, sound decision making, is that you can have your own back no matter the outcome. Yes. Because because we can't actually control everything. <laughs> but we can always control how much we're gonna beat the shit out of ourselves or not afterward. Right. Or how we treat ourselves when we automatically beat the shit out of ourselves. Exactly. And so like, you know, understanding that you have a choice in all of that, like you don't have to beat yourself up, right? Like so often we might make decisions to avoid that. This is what, yes, exactly. And then it ends up happening anyway, because that's not the right right. way to make a decision. So you're going to, you're in the hot water no matter what. That's avoiding the fact that you are already making decisions. I mean, this is the thing about not making decisions is you are making a decision and you're swimming right. in that soup, but without right. the awareness yes. that, of everything that's going on. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not making a decision is still making a decision. Right. Right. So, um, okay. So we did stop judging yourself, values and standards, checking it against that, having your own back. And then, you know, because we're sixes, I'll throw this in. We do like to plan and foresee all the danger, obviously, as far in advance as possible. And, and I just think that's that's a great example of, you know what, and that's okay to do a little bit of that and don't mm. judge yourself for it. Like if that helps you and makes you feel safer, like your nervous system safety and regulation is of yeah. importance in this. Yep. And so don't get dysregulated mm-hmm. <laughs> over this, you know, like be neutral, try to be in a neutral space as possible when making yep. the decision, weigh it out. How, what if you're so far from neutral? How do you get yourself back toward neutral? So let's say you're having all that, you're in all the feels. This is what I think. First, let me be clear. I don't want to hold it over anyone's head that you have to be neutral. I Mm. think it's more about, it's actually more about being neutral about the fact that you're going to have all the feelings about it. Like not judging the fact that. 
Okay. You know, it's not going to feel great. So like you, you won't necessarily feel so neutral. I don't want to get too into the, it's more, it's a little bit of a human design thing. You know, when you have emotional authority, you're not supposed to make decisions at the yep. height or depth of emotion yep. because you're going to feel very differently the next day when you're not feeling right. high anymore, not feeling super depressed um, and wish that you had decided differently. So that that's why it's important. That's why I have the framework to make sure that I'm not making this decision just because I'm feeling like so excited or because I'm feeling so terrible. Like I have all these other reasons for making this decision. So yeah, like and you've got to, those like, other layers of this is specifically who you are involved in the framework. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, I it's taken me years to get here. So that, that's kind of why I'm like, I don't even know there's a quick answer I could give because there's so much thought work involved and learning how to feel my feelings and developing new ways of looking at my feelings and not judging myself so much. Like, right. Like all of those pieces have to be there in order to really do this smoothly. This but, is why frameworks, they're super useful. And, and there's always the realities that yeah. this stuff gets easier as we get more. Yes. It's uh, a skill that integrated. you have to cultivate. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes, it's a skill. You have to practice it. It's going to be hard. <laughs> because this is the other key, right? All the frameworks in the world don't get us to the place where it doesn't feel like shit to do hard things. Right. Exactly. I mean, and that's really yeah. what so many of us are trying to do. It's like, well, how do I right. find the way there right. that I make the decision and then I feel sturdy automatically? It's like, yeah, right. Exactly. There's thing. no there's no magic button you're going to hit. You just have to be okay with feeling like shit. Like that's what it really is. Like being okay with that. Like I understand this is going to feel bad. It's and the that's most okay. important life skill there is, is learn to feel like shit on purpose. Yes, I, I feel like exactly. it's such a bummer, but that is the truthiest truth. It, it really is. I just, I just was coaching a couple of clients who are on the same thing, coincidentally, you know, that they're going on vacation and they're dreading so much the time difference and how like the travel is going to disrupt, you know, the sleep schedule and, and all of that. Right. And yeah. as we get older, that does get more difficult. You can't just whisk off, you know, and, and not have any consequences physically. Um, but they were focusing so much on like dreading that mm -hmm. and then how to avoid that. Like, what can I do to avoid this? And I just said, what if feeling like shit for the first two days of the vacation is just the price you pay to be on the vacation and you feel amazing for the rest of it. And what if that's just okay? And can that just be okay? You know, like, can you willingly just go into it knowing, you know, and there's not a thousand things they can do to avoid this. Like, it's going to yes. just feel bad. Can I just feel bad? Is how that did okay? that, how'd that go? Sometimes being asked that kind of question will literally blow your mind open. Yeah, that's what you happened. don't you know. know it's an option. Right, exactly. Yeah, they were both like, oh yeah, I can do that. I'm like, it's not going to kill you, right? Like you've survived other bad days, right? And it's like, oh yeah. Yeah. And it just takes it, yeah, blows a lid off the whole thing. And it it shows you where your focus of attention is. Exactly. Because we don't know until yes. we know. Right. We're focused. And, and you, I got this so much from you. Like it, all the emphasis on this from you, because you had to tell me so many times, <laughs> you know, that like what you focus on grows. And the yeah. more you focus on your inability to do something, all you're doing is exponentially growing that inability. You're not getting out of it by focusing on that, right? So knowing how to pivot is so Knowing important. how to pivot, knowing how to orient on purpose. I mean, this yes. is one of the things that's so, uh, I don't know what it's the word nuanced. is, paradoxical. It's nuanced. I think the, the reason why I said nuance is because we have to be so careful. Like pivoting is one thing. 
Yeah. It's not gaslighting. No. Oh, good. Yes. Talk about this. Toxic positivity, right? Like it's not toxic positivity. We're not papering over what you're really feeling. That's right. So it's, it's really, I feel like it's for people that are a little farther along with like awareness of their thoughts and what their thoughts are doing to them and understanding that they have a choice and they get, they get to decide because once you really know the power, like once you've really integrated your power to decide, you do get to kind of use it way more at will. Like it will come up as an option. You won't have to like dig for it, you know, in the recesses of like, wait, did Kristen say that once? It's like, no, it comes up like, no, I literally can choose this right now. And so you can be onto yourself when you catch that your brain, like my brain wants to spend time wallowing today. And if there really is some energy there that needs to be processed through, I'll do that. But then if it still wants to wallow, then I'm like, all right, what else would I rather be doing? And I'm going to go do that because otherwise I'm just going to spend the day wallowing. And, you know, and I know better now than to think that that's my only option that I have to do that. Like I have a choice now, you know, and that's not, that's not papering over it. It's like, I've done the things that I know. will move the energy. And after that, after that, now I have to get my brain going the other way. Yeah. And I know how to do that now. So I can do that. That's right. That's right. That's just so well said. Yep. Yep. All of that. And I do think a lot of times when people hear and learn about, um, the thought component to growth, like being accountable to kind of where your brain is going and what it's doing, there's just so much, pushback against that because it, I think it's taught this way. 100% it does. And people filter it themselves this way is that, well, if I could be thinking something differently, I should be without any of the other work, which is like, well, hold on what's going on in your body. Cause there's a world of work to also be done in your body and for sixes, right? We're just so often just popped up into our head, walking around like these little, you know, head balloons without the immense resourcing that is available to us in our body. And I get it, right? Most of us are traumatized in the body. All the things, get all the things. It's such a, coaching is such a, um, it's such a both and, right? It's like, we are not going to shame ourselves for who we are and we're going to hold this possibility accountability side. Yes. You cannot have just one right. and you can't, you can't miss both of them. Right. And I think so yeah. often you have tools or practitioners who are just focusing on one end or the other. Yes. Yeah. There has to be an understanding that it's all, it's all of it. Yeah. And, you know, it's worth your time to invest into all of it and not, yeah. not just one thing. Um, what I like to say and, and what I tell my clients is, so you start, you'll start to see the difference. Sometimes you'll know if it's really just my brain kind of spinning. Yeah. Right. But if my body, so sometimes we can catch ourselves in the spin mm-hmm. and we can stop it before it sets into the body and, yes. and you really start to feel like crap. Right. But once it has set in, once it has set in and your body now feels completely awful, Now you are not going to solve this with thinking, tend to your body, do the things that are going to make your body feel good. Right. So here's some like nervous system reset work or whatever, like regulatory work. And please hear what Stephanie is saying right now. Yeah. Tend to your body in those moments. If you're feeling really awful, like you're really in the hole, tend to your body. So, you know, for me, that's like music, eating, drinking, moving my body, sex, obviously, 
um, you know, things that feel good to my body. Mm -hmm. And once I've done those things, now it gets me unstuck from that energy. That's right. And now I can bring in the thought work to kind of move into a different space. That's but right. like once it's in your body, you have to tend to your body. There's no using, you can't think your way out of how bad you're feeling. You right? cannot you think your way out of how bad you're feeling. You cannot think your way out of a dysregulated nervous system. Exactly. Right. So at that point, so this is just about knowing yourself that intimately to be able to tell if that's what's happening. Because sometimes totally my brain, it really is just my brain. And then I can use the thought work and I can just pivot. And it's as simple as that. That's right. Yeah. Sometimes it is. Right. But you, and not you, no. making any of, not making that a should, right? That's like a, that's oh, a not clue. This is like, can I just tell my brain, okay, we're not doing that right now. My brain will stand down most of the time. Right. When it right. doesn't, I know I have a whole bit of other work to do at yeah. this point. And that's yes. okay. I'm not yes. like, oh, my brain should be more responsive to my, like, it's yeah. just none no. of that. No. Yeah. That's the controlly thing, right? Because then people are like, I just feel so out of control. And it's like, let's redefine what that means because yeah. you're not out of control, right? Like you're just having feelings and you can respond to them instead of react to them. And that's then right. there's your control. <laughs> you know, that's what the control is. It's not, I'm going to, not have this at all. It's like, well, no, you're human. You're going to have it. You're going to have all the things. I'm sorry to break the news to you. Yeah. I really, really find that most, okay, two things I want to say. One, most of my clients do not want to accept that feeling part. Like there's just a, there's just a belief in there that is judging every single feeling so harshly and negatively. And it's so automatic. Right. And until we pull that back, like I have a part specifically in my program that's like, here's an emotion. What do you think about that emotion? Here's this emotion. Right. What do you think about it? And all these negative thoughts are revealed. That they're yeah. like, those are just pinging automatically every time there's yes. an emotion involved. The other yeah. thing I want to say is building this intimate relationship with your body is that is a time. That is That takes yes. time yes. and care. And yes. most... People I know do not have that. Yeah. That is not how we're, we're not, that is not our culture. No, right? it's to be like, not. Let's come into life and keep this relationship with our head and heart and body. No, it is absolutely opposite. No. Then you add in trauma and all the conditioning. And so the fact, I'm going to call it a fact, that most of us have this really uh, broken relationship with our body is just normal. And that I think yes. at this point, I think part of adult work, that is what we're doing as adults. Yes. Just, just this. We're yeah. putting our heads back onto these bodies and we're building that relationship on purpose. Yes. Over time. And your yes. body tells you how long it's going to take. You don't yes. get to decide that. Yeah. Yeah. You and that's that. fine. Yeah. It's like, well, that's another reckoning that you have to have. Like, oh, it's the journey. Yeah. <laughs> like you never arrive. Like we're just going to forever be doing this, but I'm so okay with that. Like I'd rather be doing that than what I was doing before. Yeah. Same. <laughs> you know, like that was miserable. Um, I just wanted to circle back cause I didn't get to finish the last part, which was liking your reasons. Yeah. Yeah. So just, Before. you know, this is like the concept from the, the life coach school that we, that we both went to. And, um, well, who knows if that's where it originated, but who knows that's where we found it out. Uh, you know, you can do what you want. Like we have to get away from this right and wrong. Yep. And 
just do you like your reasons for doing this? Because if you don't even like your reasons, then you're for sure going to hate yourself when it doesn't go the way you wanted it to go. Like you, you weren't even doing it for right. good reasons to begin with. But if you like your reasons, it gives you so much room for grace. That's right. If you do get to the other side and it didn't go the way you wanted to go, it's like, well, listen, man, I had good intentions or, you know, I did it for reasons that I liked. Like there's, there's a piece in that that you have to be able to give yourself. I cannot agree more. And what are reasons that you like? This often takes time. This is one of the best things I think of coaching because I think it's very hard for us to suss those out by ourselves because of the torrent of shoulds, because of all the programming and all of the things that's in there. It's like, what do you mean a reason I like? Like you can't even, I don't even know what that means or what that would feel like. Because again, how do you find what you like? It's in your body. Right. It's not another thought. <laughs> right. So right. actually connecting to how do I know I like that is there's a feeling. That's how I know I like it. So sometimes there's a whole bit of work around, well, how do you know what you like? Yeah. What it feels well, like to actually like something. That's that's why in the beginning I find like the astrology and the human design is helpful because mm-hmm. when people are identifying more with their innate being and their nature and it it does help them to identify like what they actually like what they actually want to do versus their conditioning totally and as soon as we start using words like should we know right then and there like okay now we're in conditioning and listen sometimes we want that like sometimes we do want that there's a huge difference between choosing it on purpose and just going along with it because that's what we were programmed to do huge difference there's an example that um abby from an earlier episode, we talk about this all the time in terms of feeding our kids. Like neither one of us wants to feed our children ever. Like it's just not a thing. But yet I want my children to be fed. I want them to be nourished. I want want to keep them alive. I want them actually alive. So I want them alive. I want them full. You know, I I agree you should feed them. Yes. So I have to access a further down the line reason that I like Yes. To do the things. That's great. That I don't actually want to do. Yes. Yeah. That's another thing. Like where, find, can you find a reason you like to do a thing you have to do? Because sometimes you do things too. Right. This is one of my beefs with the whole, like, you know, the whole super, uh, I don't even know what the word is. There are certain factions of online where it's like, just do what you want. And I'm like, what? A crock of shit. We have actual lives here. Yeah. Actual responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. children for crying out yes. loud. Like, <laughs> so it's really working also with reality and not just yes. like, what do you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there, yeah. it's a both and here, right? I'm yeah, not trying right. to use my spirituality to get out of my life. I'm trying to, right. to be more uh, truly engaged in my life yes. and my work and my family and all the things. Yes. Okay. I think we should wrap this up. Wrap it we up. Keep talking all day long. Yeah. Thank you for helping me in the first part, really talk through my own decision and sort of share, uh, under the hood there. And for that framework, I love it. I feel like we kind of gave people some of the, like, you know, best of coaching in there. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, do you want to share, what would you like to share about who you help, what you do? do you, why don't you plug yourself a little bit here? Oh my God, I have to plug myself on the podcast that I was invited to be on. Yes. I was unprepared for this. 
truly, I'm completely unprepared. I don't even know. I That's don't know. That's so sexy. Um, you're like, I don't I know, know if anyone hilarious. do anything. I don't even know what you're talking about. I was going to talk about myself. Yeah. <clears throat> do you want, hold on. Before you do that, I had I had this great idea that I was going to read podcast reviews on the podcast, right? I've heard. Okay. <laughs> and I, <laughs> so I brought one up and I was recording an episode and I was like, there's an absolute kill switch. Like I could not do it because it felt like I was promoting my work, which you would think I would want to do on my own freaking podcast. Anyway, I just thought of that with your like, I don't, uh, how dare you tell us what you do. I've just failed to ever articulate exactly. It's so like Mm. cosmic and esoteric that I have a hard time. Yeah. I help people suffer less. I like to say I change my bio on Instagram like every week. I just changed it (laughs) yesterday to fuck around and find out coaching. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and I, su- I support you in all your shenanigans um, because that is what I do. No, but, you know, I think I liken myself to an artist of emotion. I think mm. I'm really, I'm super, super intuitive. Like all of my clients say this and I'm like, oh my God, it's like, you know, I can see what's going on with you before you even realize it's what's going on with you. And it's not me overriding you. It's just me like, pointing out like, oh, do you think it's maybe this? And then they're like, oh my God, it is that, you know, yes. like I didn't even know. Um, so, you know, I'm very intuitive and I'm, and I'm just all about your emotions. I'm about teaching you how to respond to them instead of react to them. Yep. Uh, and which, you specifically you know, use these frameworks, which I think is very cool. Astrology, yeah. I use the frameworks. Yeah. I call, I call it, I put a fun little name on it. Higher self activation. Like the whole oh, process like of it is like your higher self activation. Like, I believe that we have a higher self that we can access. It is us. It's not like beyond us and not accessible. Like it's part of us and yeah. we just have to practice accessing it. And so I use the framework and, and my coaching is designed to help you access that part of yourself so you can feel way more self-assured and trust awesome. yourself way mm-hmm. more and love yourself, right? Like it's about your relationship to yourself, which then trickles into all of your other relationships. That's right. I yeah. Agree so more. it's like, I don't know. What's the neat way to say that? There is. Why do you need a neat way to say it? I think that's perfect. I don't know. Where can people, um, where's the best place to follow you? <laughs> can we have a different <laughs> word besides follow? Also, I hate that. Some people are like, I follow you. I want to like crawl into a hole. Yeah, I know. Um, you can observe me. At... <laughs> <laughs> I just changed it. I, I changed that too. I'm really kind of lately just like off the rails, but, and I'm just like, I'm literally doing whatever I want and whoever's oh, meant to find it. me will find me. I don't care anymore. Um, so I changed my handle on Instagram. So I apologize because it's not going to be the easiest thing to find, but my name is Stephanie Spinelli and my handle is a 12th house life. Oh, I saw that change. Yeah. With like underscores, you know, it's just whatever. It's like, if you're into astrology, you'll immediately know what that means. And yes. it will call to you. So it's, it is calling my people, you know, but, but I can be for so many people, but I just had to, I want to be more me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like doing away with the convention. I was Stephanie Spinelli coaching before, you know, and I'm yeah. just like, I'm doing away with that convention and I'm calling myself what I want, doing what I want. Um, so yeah, on Instagram is my favorite place to find me a 12th house life currently. Um, and I'm also on Instagram, you know, Stephanie Spinelli, like I'm in the group. So if anyone looked me up, you know, they wanted to find me, they could, yeah, they could yeah. see that that's the the one I'm using. Awesome. Um, that I would say that's it for now. <laughs> I have a website I don't use. I don't even know what it's called anymore. I changed it. It's like just you know what on I, Instagram. What I love though about everything you're saying right now is so many sixes 
hold themselves back until they have all these pieces in place. Oh yeah, and it's not the pieces. Oh, believe me, because I tried that first. I totally tried that first. I got everything set up. And then I was like, oh, the clients aren't just falling into my lap because I did all the quote unquote right things. Right, because I have a website. It's not actually about that. So now that I know what actually matters, I'm doing more of that. Okay, and there are a lot of coaches who listen to this podcast. So what would you say is, if you could just say one thing that actually matters? You said, now that I know what actually matters, what is that? Yeah, like being yourself and not holding yourself back and saying what you want to say. And I'm still working on that. I'm definitely not saying you're like, I say all the things I want to say. Oh, no, there's lots I have not said. But um, being who you want to be, saying what you want to say, you know, authenticity. Like, because authenticity is one of my values. It's so important to me. And uh, so that's what I try to operate by. So I think, yeah, authenticity, trusting that you're going to figure it out, giving yourself the time, yeah, like not rushing it, trusting that the timing is perfect always and everything's going like, of course, I wanted to be a coach that like started and, you know, made my first 100K in my first year and like had a huge following. And honestly, with everything that's going on now, I am like, thank you, God, that I didn't go that route and it didn't happen for me that way because Mm -hmm. I think it would have been very bad for me, you know, and I can see that now. So like, I'm fine with with where I'm at now. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone who is considering any kind of online business, uh, it's not going to be what you think. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yes. That's the number one. Uh, your, your number one job is to take care of your nervous system as you practice saying things, saying things to people online. What a ridiculous thing. Sometimes just the other day, as I was contemplating the group and the closing of it, I'm like, this is the weirdest thing. I made up a job. And part of that was making up this space that became a real life living thing. And now I'm making another decision that, you know, is impacting people. It's just, it just boggles the mind. It's like, it's like if we actually could predict the future, it would be much worse. Okay. I'm just going to put that out there. If we actually predict the future, we would never get out of bed or we might be like, oh, it's going to be amazing. But normally I think we just would not get out of bed. So yeah. 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 It's a good thing. You're incredible. The future. Okay, Thank this was you. amazing. Thank you for coming. We'll do it again. My pleasure. My super pleasure. I hope I sounded okay. Sounded wonderful. I'll talk okay. to you soon. We'll see. I'll let you know what I think. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be too late. Yeah. All right. Talk soon. Okay. Have a great Bye. day. Bye. Ooh, we covered a lot in that interview. Two quick things I want to say at the end. One, if you've been a part of Life Coaching for Enneagram 6 Facebook group, I cannot thank you enough. It has been a really incredible part of the internet that I am super proud of and just so thankful to have experienced. If you are wanting or craving that community for sixes, that is what my online coaching program is. I always have a link to it in the show notes. You can go read about it. You are welcome to message me with your questions. It is an entire online program. There is weekly group coaching and there is a Facebook group component to that program as well. So all the things in one place, including that community, consider joining Zero to 60. I would be honored to host you in there. All right. 
Talk to y'all soon.